gentlemen boys and girls podcast degenerates of all ages that's right you're hearing a different voice to start this episode but don't you change that podcast feed because it's me it's me it's dpp that's right filling in hosting duties for one pc tunny who is uh i don't know playing softball or something i don't know he's he's i don't know what he's doing you know ah lord knows <laughs> who knows he's off doing god knows what doing god knows who <laughs> yeah we don't ask questions you know we just we just accept it but anyways that other voice you heard is of course the phenomenally funky fresh aj Belez. always another fun friday on the dwi podcast oh. and we, we, we got some fun things for you but we are still the trifecta. We are still, I would say three man weave, but that's a different podcast on the chair shot. Instead of PC Tony, we got Big Dave joining us for today. How, how you feeling over there, Big Dave? That's right. The boys have traded up today, folks. I made the Big hot Dave take from the attitude of aggression on another dual cast. You know, I only I only record with you guys now. Really, that's kind of that's kind of like my milieu. It's like fuck my own stuff. I just want to record with you guys, you know. So, Fair. but yeah, doing well, doing uh doing pretty well, man. You know, I mean, PC Tony, like you're saying, out there doing something to who with what. It's like a fucking game of Clue, you know. It's that sort of thing. So, yeah. which is uh, a I recent movie about like a baseball bat. Yeah. Swinging for the fences. And Clue's a recent movie you guys just reviewed on Bandwagon Nerds. There, we did, we did. I got a lot of shit from one Mister O'Dowd because I. I uh, <laughs> Scored it lower than he did and didn't quite appreciate it as much as he does. But but let's be honest, DP, this is the same guy who gave uh, Dumb and Dumber a point five out of five. Ugh, so brutal. his taste is Come subject on. to uh, interpretation. I tell you. can't appreciate the classics, you know? No, you can't. <laughs> How are you guys doing out in the, uh, the non-smoky part of the United States? enjoying the leftovers that you're sending us you know 2200 miles away we get we still see the smoke it's pretty crazy (laughs) yeah the fact that it's actually reaching you guys in the east coast is nothing short of the uh bad version of phenomenal not the cool aj balaz version of phenomenal the 
shitty version of phenomenal. I, whatever, man. The whole state's just gonna burn. I heard the oh. wineries are concerned that the smoke's gonna taint the wine now. So it's like this wine has a little bit of a. Oh, it's twenty twenty. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, it could be worse. Could have coronavirus in there too. You never know. Oh, Corona geez. berries, you know. Yeah. Murder hornet venom, shit like that. Why not? Right. See, you you would think they would be more concerned about the fires actually hitting the vineyards and not the actual like smoky texture that you might get in your wine. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a brand new Pri- flavor. Priorities, man. Priorities. But th- this is California, so I mean, you know, yeah. everybody's <laughs> fucked up out here, AJ. <laughs> uh, I believe it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's. Uh, this is going to be weird. I, you know, going to try and bring my, you know, a winner's you hosting duties to the DWI podcast. And I'm not. This is not. It's awkward for me. It's so different. I got. A, I got a whole new board here that I got to play different stuff. <laughs> We're going to give it a shot. So, we could talk video games for at least an hour, and no oh, one will care. Because I, I mean, I mean, we probably could, but I got no problem with that. We could talk WWE Battlegrounds 2K. You know, I'm playing that, so you know. Are you? Is that any good? I mean, to me, it looked like that All-Stars <laughs> redux all over again. I was like, nah, man, it, I don't know. It pretty much is. It's it's entertaining, you know, for what it is. Um, and there's, you know, the moveset is pretty slim, which is what I don't like about it. But as far as just a brawler just to get out there and punch and kick and use some wrestlers, that, yeah, it's actually pretty good. And the storyline is, like, deep, like a long storyline that they got going. So. Storyline? Yeah. There's actually a storyline. Wow. Yeah. That was what was surprising. You go through a handful of different characters in the story, but it's like Paul Heyman and Stone Cold are going out recruiting guys to join the WWE and it's, you know, a bunch of just randos, but it's it's actually deeper than I expected as far as I guess this length. So, yeah. See Pretty like nice. for me with like WWE games, I always it's like I always want to do the career, but unlike a game like UFC 4 or PGA where you know, there's there's real pros on there. They're nowhere near as iconic as the shit you get on the WWE games. It's like, I'm just gonna go into universe and screw around for. A while. I don't care about my own character. I want to see what happens if I put these guys together in this type of match here and and see what the game <laughs> does with this shit. So, you know, that's just me though. I, I I will never forget. I think it was a uh, WWE 17 that I got 2K17 where um did. I think it was actually my career mode. I wasn't in the Royal Rumble. Sin Cara won the Royal Rumble and faced Brock Lesnar in the main event of Mania. And I'm like, all brilliant. right. That, I, is, I, I that is some brilliant shit. I, I couldn't have booked this worse myself. All right, then. <laughs> I could see Vince somewhere saying, Sin Cara versus Brock Lesnar. That's such good shit. <laughs> Give me Sin Cara. We don't have him anymore. Give me a mask guy. Put him in a Get mask. Hunico. Where's Hunico at? Get him back. Put Mysterio's son in a mask. Put Aaliyah in a mask. Fuck it. Let's go. Oh, God. <sighs> All right. Well, let's let everybody know what we're actually going to talk about on episode 246. That's not, that's not it? That's I, not, oh, sorry. I mean, I'm happy to, but, you know, I guess we got to, you know, hit a few things since Clash of Champions is this weekend, you know. Uh, I guess. T- t- 246, right. uh, shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she hits the fan. Well, well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Sheet. I don't think I, I, I sing mean, it. I, I'm, I actually have a sheet there, so. Yeah. I got a pad. Eh. iPad. 
AJ's got the uh, Jim Beam Tennessee whiskey, so he's feeling no pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More and more like your brother every time I see you, man. Say that. I don't just know if that's a good thing, a bad thing, or in between. No shot glass. Fuck it. Just give me the bottle. Yep. Fuck yep. it. Just, give me the bottle. Just twist the thing and just go to town. Ugh. It's basically the old twist and pull. And... <laughs> as long as I'm not twisting and shouting. <laughs> if, uh, fans of Archer. You know. <laughs> Phrasing. Uh, <laughs> Phrasing. Hey. Where's my stuff? Where is it? Hey! Phrasing! There you go. Alright. Well. This week on the Big Show, sh- the pad. I don't. I don't have the Big Show sheet. I don't know what to call it. The <laughs> DP, the DP Ledger. Uh, we're gonna talk. A uh, <laughs> little sad news with the rest of the Legion of Doom passing away. Animal. Give our quick thoughts on the title matches that are coming to fruition for Takeover Thirty One. Uh, even though PC's not here, we still have the phenomenally funky fresh. Trivia, because AJ is still here. Big Dave, you're probably going to win because guests always win. So here we go. And we'll... No chance, but thank (laughs) you for your vote of confidence. (laughs) No chance? No chance in hell. Because there's no chance in hell. And finally, we will preview this weekend's Clash of Champions. Myself, ring the bell. Yeah, I did it. Stop laughing. <laughs> hey, you could have went full CM Punk. N- not only do I want you to do announcing, I want you to uh, be the ringmaster. Uh, <laughs> ring the it. bell. I can ring the bell. Can I wear your coat? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. Uh, so this week we lost the second half of the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Animal passes away uh, at 60 years old, supposedly natural causes from what i've heard which is shocking to hear that for 60 years old you know i aj i don't know how deep into the road warriors or legion of doom lore you have since you're a little younger but uh if you want to got any thoughts on on this and and then we can kick it over to dave for his thoughts well the the lore for me isn't too deep but they, they were the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, however you want to call them, if you watch them in AWA or WWF, or hell, you can even call the Hellraisers in uh, New Japan. But uh, they are well-known no matter how old you are. Like I said, they were popular before I was even born. And if you don't hear that theme song and you shout, what a rush... You gotta educate yourself. They were such an influential tag team. Hey, you see people still use that Doomsday device so many times there. Just making sure you get the electric chair and the uh, clothesline from the top and everyone knows. That was Hawk and Animal. So, 60 years old, that's kind of young, especially when you said they were natural causes. So, that's just a shitty situation all in all. I mean, I, I know people are going to say it's COVID or anything like that, but we're, we don't know exactly yet. But it, it, it is really saddening to know that, you know, from 60 years old, we've seen him numerous times with cameos on Raw, doing like the legend stuff, or even just coming in for a match just for fun, because why not? Everyone, 
like I said, everyone knows what those uh, spiked pads and that face paint are, and it's so sad that we're not going to see that anymore. Well, uh, my experience with the Road Warrior lore probably runs a little deeper than AJ's, just because I'm almost twice his age, but you know we don't have to <laughs> really talk. I mean, first off, you say 60 is kind of young. Uh, not for wrestlers, though. I mean, for pro wrestling, that's pretty middle age right there because so many of them pass away so uh soon I, it's it's weird i mean like joe laurinitis is is facebook friend of several of us on facebook so i would get his stuff on my feed and i mean and <laughs> joe every other post from him was some political thing supporting trump but the point is he was still very i don't care about that um he was very outspoken he was still very active up until like a day or two before he passed away so Obviously, this is something that came very suddenly. Um, probably a heart attack, I'm going to guess. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. It's no surprise when you're the size of a guy like Animal or like Hawk and with steroids running rampant as they were in the 80s, that probably had something to do with it, unfortunately. But all that aside, I mean, yeah, the Road Warriors, in my opinion, the greatest tag team ever, bar none. I, I don't know any other tag team that I can think of that captured the AWA... NWA and WWF tag team championships. And I'm not even going to get into their stuff in Japan, but I don't know any other team that accomplished that. Um, and they were just, you know, in a, in the time frame that they came in where, you know, you had, I mean, they were around when the iconic tag teams, when the tag team division was red hot across the board. I mean, you had the road wars, you had the Steiners, you had demolition making a name for themselves into WWF and everybody calling them road warrior ripoffs. You had uh, the Brain Busters or the Four Horsemen. You had teams like, you know, lesser teams like Doom or um, Samoan SWAT team. And over in WWF, Heart Foundation, British Bulldogs, stuff you just don't see anymore. And the Road Warriors were largely considered the best of all of them. They could do it all in the ring. They could fight. They could grapple. They were put into just stupid-ass situations like the scaffold match with the Midnight Express at that one Starcade was terrible. You know, it's like, why... You have these great tag teams fucking around on a scaffold. This is just god-awful. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as Animal, just a tremendous career. Like I said, the best tag team that I've ever seen. And, and you know, by a fairly decent margin. They, those guys could do it all. Like AJ saying, the Doomsday Device often repeated, often imitated. They were, um, they were iconic in every way. That entrance at Wembley Stadium and SummerSlam coming down on the Harleys with the gold armor and the spikes on the shoulders and Paul Ellering. And, and you know, I mean, they, they lasted forever. I mean, they were still relevant. What, the Legion of Doom 2000 were coming back and, and that sort of thing. So they were, they were there for decades. And, um, you know, and, and Road Warrior Animal Joe Laurinaitis was always very giving with the fans, always pretty accessible. He did ignore me when I reached out to him to try and get him on the show. But, hey, you know, he's a busy guy, so we won't hold that against him. God rest in peace. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a tremendous loss for the pro wrestling industry. And it just and it's just another, you know, just 2020 basically giving us all the middle finger one more time and say, oh, you guys, you're getting close to 2021. Well, let me fuck with you a little bit more here. You know, I haven't, I haven't done enough damage this uh, this year. So, yeah, it's a it's a tragic loss, terrible loss. The Road Warriors reunited in heaven, hopefully. And um, you know, what are you going to say, right? I mean, I got I got nothing else, man. I yeah. mean, he, they, one of my favorite tag teams of all time by far. 
Yeah, I I got into it when you know I was more of the WWF guy. You know, <clears throat> when I started getting into wrestling, it was already you know WrestleMania two basically is when I kind of started getting into wrestling. So didn't really see them in their other you know uh, AWA or NWA or any anything else they wrestled in or New Japan stuff. So I only basically know them from their WWF days, and yeah just remembering them just almost you know larger than life characters you know even on top of the other you know characters that were in there at the time and knowing you know at that time it was like demolition was you know just running over everybody and then in comes this this road warriors legion of doom team and it was like man these guys are finally the ones that take them down and it was like man this is really cool and these guys were just yeah had the huge spikes they had that you know just everything about them you know was just big you know huge stuff and you know they were like it felt like they were ahead of their time but despite being these big guys they could still jump off the top rope and you know a lot of those you know tag teams that you saw then like demolition you know their finishing move the guy you know smash jumped off the second rope you know that a lot of those big tag teams never did that kind of stuff and weren't that high flying and in comes these big dudes who could do that and it was like just such a a game changer for you know wwf for for me at the time was like wow these guys can do so much more than what you've seen before other than like the rockers or you know the smaller tag teams and i I just remember their yeah their feuds with demolition powers of pain with you know mr fuji and all them and you know have bringing in paul ellering you know i lay a few you know a couple years after they were starting in wwf i think when they came back uh they brought paul ellering back with them um, and yeah, like when you mentioned the whole Wembley stadium entrance and the Harley, I, I got goosebumps just thinking about it when you said that, you know, it's like, man, they just had some iconic moments. And even in 2000, when they made that comeback and I think they had Sonny as their, uh, valet basically, which was like, okay, why? But you know, they, they got a chance to, you know, go wrestle against the Hardys and edge and Christian and all those tag teams that were just starting to make a name for themselves and they could get help them as well you know because at that time it was you know it's more about those tag teams and an lod could come in there and and give them an opportunity to you know show off their skills was just awesome and it it just sucks yeah i I don't know what else to say about 2020 man they just yeah keeps kicking you in the ass and you know here's another one and it you know was heartbreaking when hawk went you know far too soon and he had to, you know, obviously he had his problems with, with drugs and the steroids things, obviously. And I'm sure, you know, running up and down the road, Animal wasn't that far behind when it came to that stuff. But, you know, and yeah, like you said, you know, 60 is pretty good for, for wrestling, but it still sucks. And it was like just sudden because you didn't expect that. I it kind of felt the same way when the Ultimate Warrior went too, right? Like he came back, he seemed fine. And then all of a sudden like the next day that was it and it was like wow what what just happened wow how what yeah no idea you know and i mean warrior he looked bad that last night i I mean that sort of thing and no one knows what we didn't see what animal looked like but yeah it is the same thing like hey everything seems to be okay and then all of a sudden gone which is unfortunately the way that death is um you know you don't normally see it coming right i mean maybe sometimes you do but right and if you do get out of the way, but that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, especially like these ones, it's just not even, you know, you didn't have any expectation that things were bad or anything like that. So, yeah, it was. It, it, it's 
it's a good discussion like that. I always like the demolition discussion because people used to say that they were just complete ripoffs of, of uh, the Road Warriors. And the Road Warriors never thought that. You know, they they had a lot of respect for uh, for Bill Eady, uh, who was I think he was Axe. He was Axe, yeah. And, and uh, Jerry Darso, who was uh, Smash. They always had they always were friends, and they had a lot of respect for that. And and, and maybe Vince tried to capture the whole face paint bruising element because he needed a, a Road Warrior team for himself, and he strapped the rocket to Demolition, and they took off. But yeah, when Legion of Doom showed up, and that by then Demolition had crushed, and it didn't matter because. Legion of Doom just destroyed them, but right. um, yeah, that was just—it was just a different, different day in tag team division. Bad. I mean, that's back when tag teams could main event, and those matches really mattered. They were some of the better because really, what did you have? You had Hogan dominating everything, and the tag team division and the Intercontinental Championship were the best things going. Because Hulk's stuff was just kind of, eh. Who gives a shit? I mean, Hulkamania was running wild, and everybody loved it. But other than Andre, you know, the from. Yeah. WrestleMania three to four, it was just kind of like, yeah, you well, know, his matches were lackluster. You're gonna, yeah. yeah, it was the you know, back rake, boot to the face, point kick, leg drop. That was it, you know. Five moves to doom. Yeah, so the, the original. You know, you watched it more for you know you you got him for the the, I don't know the mainstream media, you know hype, and then you had the workhorses of the Intercontinentals and then the tag teams. I mean, think about all those you know. Like I go back to Heart Foundation for its brainbusters, you know, at SummerSlam, you know, opening the pay per view with something like that is like holy shit! Like that's like some fantastic stuff, you know. And you're you're starting off a pay per view with something like that is just amazing, and that's that's the way things used to be, you know. You used to have that kind of match starting a show, and like just like what was what was the match that started WrestleMania four, five, or six? Wasn't it like the Rockers against the Twin Towers or something that? Flew under the radar, but was just a tremendous match. I think that was. Sounds about right. I know it's like the Rockers Orient Express. It's somewhere. I don't remember. Exactly. I think that was five. I think Rock well, Rockers Orient Express sounds right for either four or five. Because uh, I remember the long. I, I, I remember I the long five. entrance ramp. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, and, and by all no means am I taking anything away from Hulk Hogan's greatness because yeah, I mean, he put the wrestling industry on an entirely different level. But yeah, from a pure from a purist standpoint. Hulk's matches weren't, they weren't Savage Steamboat. Eh, that's for damn sure. They weren't Flair Steamboat or anything like that. But but the tag teams always put on tremendous matches because you had a roster like we've never seen again. And the Road Warriors were whichever promotion you want to put them in, they were the top dogs. I mean, anywhere they went, they were the top dogs. Well, And, and you- I don't think you can say that about any other... You can't say that about any other team. I mean, if you're talking NWA, WWF, okay, then you can say that. But from the three major promotions that existed at that time, yeah, no one else did that. Well, I was just looking at the WrestleMania Five card, and the second match was the Twin Towers versus the Rockers. I was almost right, DB. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you think about that, though. Like, you look at this card and how many tag team matches there are, and you, like, we'll get maybe one nowadays. Like, yeah, the Twin Towers and the Rockers... The Bushwhackers Dude, versus the awesome. Rougeau brothers, Demolition Underrated versus the Powers match. of Pain for the titles, Brainbusters versus Strike Force, Heart Foundation versus Valentine and the Honky Tonk Man. I mean, yeah, and and the Strike Force match was important. I mean, this isn't going to be a WrestleMania five recap, but the Strike Force <laughs> match was important because that's where Martel that turns on breakup. Tito Santana. Yeah, that's right. After after what happened the year earlier, yeah, and then they got back together, and then they had this great breakup. 
and Strike Force collapses and the model is born. And, and I mean, yeah, yeah. they're like what you're talking five or six tag matches that even the worst you, you're look, you're talking Bushwhackers, Rujo Brothers. Is that what you said? Yeah, Bushwhackers that's, and Rujo Brothers was the worst match. That match, I almost guarantee you, is better than either of the tag title matches we will see this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, and yeah, these, and, you know, LOD was basically at the top of all of them. You know, they, they were better than any of these teams that are out there. No matter what, you knew who Hawk and Animal were, no matter what territory promotion whatever they were always on top and i'm pretty sure there's been like i don't know how many stories of like dusty didn't want to put them over half the time because they were bigger than him so i mean back in the 90s or late 80s like if if you're already bigger than dusty who you know you had all the the how time the data and all that you're and especially a tag team you're doing something right, and there's no turning back from there. That's just incredible. AJ, I'm reaching out through the TV. Give you my hand, brother. Take it and run, baby. Uh, this just then Cody Rhodes is going to use that promo next week on Dynamite. <laughs> anyway. He's got black hair again, so it's all right in the world, right? But yeah, not, not, not to take away from anything, not to joke about anything else. It is really upsetting that, you know, Animal passed away. Now that he's with Hawk again, hopefully they're wrestling in that big squared circle up in heaven, putting on some more great tag team matches with everyone up there. Can't end it they're taking on that. They're taking on the Mega Maniacs. There you go. <laughs> Savage and Warrior. There you go. Versus <laughs> the LOD. That, I, you know, I'd be down with watching that match. Yeah, that would be a pretty good match. Not going to lie. I could watch that one. I'd be all right. Wasn't and before I, I mean, I hate to go nostalgic and go back, but weren't the the Road Warriors, the LOD and Warrior, weren't they a team at Survivor Series, the Ultimate Warriors or something like? I think oh, they were part. I'm sure they were. Oh man, it uh, yeah, to, it had to be some Survivor Series or something. I don't know which Survivor Series it would have been, but it would have to be after six, right? I think probably. Right. It was. It was the one after six because that's where they had that. Um, the winners of the Survivor Series matches went on to the ultimate match of survival. It was like Tito, Hogan, and Warrior against a team <laughs> of five or six dudes. Oh, the yeah. Visionary. The Visionaries. I remember that team. That's a Martell team. Why isn't Rick Martell in the Hall of Fame, guys? I know I'm just bouncing all over. <laughs> the Why is Rick Martell not in the Hall of Fame? The Visionaries. There it is. Look at that. The Visionaries, Hercules, Paul Roma, Rick Martell, and the Warlord. They they went up against the Vipers, though. They swept them. The Jake whole Ro- team advanced. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's right. Robert Snuka, Janetti, and Michaels. Is that when Shawn Michaels and Marty Janetti broke up? Was that the start well, of that? Yeah, they were. They were still together. They were still together. That was. Okay. That was. But they they all advanced, and then it was like DiBiase's team took on a team that at the last match. Or the last two guys left were DiBiase and Hitman. And Hitman was a tag team wrestler predominantly at that point. But yeah. he put on a classic with DiBiase. And DiBiase pinned him in the end. And it was great because right after Brett gets pinned, he just sits up and he just goes, fuck, and you can read his lips. you know. So he <laughs> sold it so well. But it was that match that I think got Vince's attention. And I think I, it was in Brett's book as well that that 
you know, that little mini thing that he did there with DiBiase is what convinced uh, Vince, I got something here. And of course, the rest is history. But yeah, I think like the Warriors had like Warrior, Hawk and Animal, and somebody else, maybe Snooker or something like that. I don't know. Maybe the Texas Tornado. The Texas Tornado. There you go. There you go. And ended with That's the right. disqualification. That's right. Look at that. Right. A lot of disqualifications. LOD, LOD and uh, Smash and Crush, both, all four of them were disqualified for battling outside. There you go. Yeah. Look at the that. old man's member. Why don't you ask me some trivia like this, AJ? God damn it. <laughs> the, that was the debut of The Undertaker. Right there. That's right. It was the wow. same event. That was the debut. Jeez. Look at that. Oh, nostalgia. Yeah. I love you. Enough enough nostalgia. Oh, yeah. and the debut of the gobbledygooker. Oh, <laughs> Let's not forget uh, about that. Yeah. Let's not forget the true legend. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Hector for putting on that suit because, God, he had to be paid a lot for that one. <laughs> not enough, probably. Uh, all right. So, yeah, rest in peace, animal. He's back with his tag team partner, Hawk, up there doing their thing once again. Okay, let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk a little TakeOver 31 NXT. Uh, I just want to touch quickly. We'll, we'll probably talk, you know, we'll preview and everything, the the show, uh, next week before it, before it actually airs. But uh, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the choices for... The champions, Candice LeRae getting a women's shot, winning the Battle Royal, and Kyle O'Reilly winning the gauntlet match uh, to take on Finn Balor here. Uh, AJ, what do you what do you what do you like? Uh, I know you're a big fan, uh, maybe not a big fan, but you know Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly from his days in Ring of Honor and everything. From you know, we talked briefly earlier about it, uh, wrestling Adam Cole as well. So uh, yeah. getting a title shot here against Finn Balor. <laughs> Right before we started recording everything, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm proud that uh that they decided to give Kyle O'Reilly a little bit of a of a push facing Finn Balor for the title. So I mean, we don't know if we're gonna get some undisputed era shenanigans or anything like that. But like I said, like he's really good. He's a good technical wrestler. He's a good grappler. He's just not not to take from my name. He's phenomenal in the ring. And especially against Finn, you know, you're going to see a really good match out of that. So, I mean, that's... I couldn't have picked anyone better. And then Candice LeRae winning the opportunity for the Women's Championship in a Battle Royal. I'm not saying I don't like that. I'm a little surprised, but I guess they're kind of throwing a lot of uh, the heel women at EO to see, like, to to show, like, EO's a kind of a face she's a tweener but she she's usually on the side of good usually you see her with like Rhea Ripley tagging with her to stop uh the Robert Stone brand and uh and other things but it it in all honesty it, uh both of those matches would be really good but I'm really looking forward to see what they do with the NXT championship match there how about you big Dave what, what do you think about these two matches why not Right. I mean, not to not to really boil it down to that, but, you know, you look at you look at what they did with the fatal four way Iron Man match. And and there are a little there are a lot of different ways they could have gone with that. They went with familiar names and, you know, they put the belt on Finn. And that's fine. That makes sense. 
Um, but at this point, yeah, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly's never had a shot in NXT. He's been, you know, bound to the hip to Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong for his entirety of his NXT career. We all know from his past, and I mean, he had some classic matches with Adam Cole. We all know that. Um, so he's an accomplished singles wrestler. So why not put him in there with Finn Balor and do something different? I mean, this is a standalone takeover. It's just randomly placed on October 4th. It's like, wait, why? Oh, why not? Okay, that's cool. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm all for it. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. I don't expect Kyle to go over. I think there's there's a chance, but really, I think Finn's going to run with this thing until Karrion gets back, and then that'll be an interesting match. But um, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, it's something different. NXT needs something different. They, they've they've kind of seemed to, like, bottom out a little bit. And, of course, that's because all of their talent got pulled to the main fucking roster and are now being lost and misused. So Keith Lee's got a push, but we're not pushing him anywhere except into this wall. Uh, you know, you've got stuff like that. You got Matt Riddle's doing infomercials telling us all the different ways you can say bro and have it inflection and mean something different. So, I mean, bro. Thank you. Exactly. So you've got you've got a, a dearth of talent over there that has been created because of Vince's stupid bullshit that he always does, which is to gut NXT and not just leave it the fuck alone for a while. So yeah, in that respect, why not Kyle O'Reilly? As far as Candace, I mean Candace and EO, let's let's go back not too far and recall that they had a hell of a feud when EO was the heel and Candace was the face, and EO won that. So it, it is interesting to see. How are they going to do it now with the role reversal? And, and I, I agree with AJ. EO's more of a tweener, you know, but she's probably more solidly aligned as a face as far as the, you know, the general fans are concerned. Maybe the hardcores like us look at it a little bit more in-depthly. But, but yeah, why not? Let's see what Candice can do with the roles reversal. What lengths will she go to to, um, to get the title, to get the title off of EO? And, and I, I honestly, I give Candice a better shot of dethroning EO than I do of giving Kyle a shot of dethroning Finn. I think there's a bigger chance that Candice leaves there as the NXT Women's Championship than Kyle leaving as the NXT Champion. But I mean, it, they're they're both they're both intriguing matchups. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Kyle and Finn is the one I'm more interested in. Candice is an EO. I, I want to see what kind of wrinkle that they throw on that. Um, and, and I think the women's division it's going to be if, if the rumors are true and Tegan Knox has blown out her ACL again. Then they've got another problem. You know, you've got, you've got, if Tegan's on the shelf for a year, if not longer, you got uh, Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez are now fucking around with retribution. So there's two of your better competitors gone. You know, and what do you have left? You got Rhea Ripley. And beyond that, I don't know (laughs) at this point. So NXT's got some problems. And I'm, I'm the biggest NXT mark that there is, but NXT's got some issues. I can't believe you're gonna you're gonna give Vince a hard time for for taking NXT talent off of their roster and and making them garbage. I mean, you got guys like Slapjack and T Bone and Coco the Chimp or who are their names? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I yeah, I feel like this. Yeah, the <sighs> NXT's roster does seem to be getting thinner. <laughs> Yeah. AJ's just going after the fucking Jim Beam, thinking about NXT being gutted like they are. No, I'm thinking of the retribution names. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. I, I I got one question for DP, though. What are you drinking? 
It looks like a Bartles and James, man. I'm just saying. Bartles and James. It's actually just a Mike's Hard Lemonade right now, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of in the uh, in the same family yeah. a little bit. Uh, taking it. I'm not taking polls like uh, AJ over there, but I'm taking it easy. We got a got a big weekend coming Bulls. up, so. <laughs> polls. That, that that thing was. Drags. Yeah, heat, heat shooting over there. <laughs> I was about to say that was completely vertical to the mouth. <laughs> Phrasing. For the other Archer reference. Hey, phrasing! Uh, there's not enough liquor and therapy in the world to undo that. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I kind of feel the same way. Like, the NXT roster for I kind of who's next up in the main events are, are seem pretty thin. I, you know, I have nothing against Kyle O'Reilly because I think he's a great talent, and I'm looking forward to that match because it could be really, really awesome. I, I do love the fact that they, you know, NXT gives these guys opportunities where you probably wouldn't see, you know, you're not going to get that on the main roster. It's not going to happen, but it does seem like we're almost treading water until either guys get back from injury like carrying cross or the next person to come up. Cause Rhea Ripley's in a, you know, has already had the title stayed down there, but has put in a different feud, um, you know, and they, it doesn't feel like they have that next person ready to take, I was ready to take over. Uh, so I'm not nothing against these matches. I'm definitely looking forward to them. I, I think they're awesome. I'm I'm loving Kyle O'Reilly in this spot, and I think he can put on a great match that can really show off his talent and what he can really do given the opportunity because otherwise he's just been stuck in the tag team, which is still fine, but you know, it it definitely gives him some eyes of what he can do in, in a you know, put in the main event slot. You know, and against a guy like Finn Balor, you know, he, he's going to kill it. So it should be pretty awesome. I, I, you know, my question, I guess, I'll, I'll send out a question to you guys. It, you know, are we ever going, what are we ever going to get out of the Undisputed Era? Are we going to get them with getting these singles matches? Are they going to eventually break up? Are they still going to be, or are they still going to stay bonded together despite, other guys getting these opportunities other than Adam Cole. You got anything? AJ, can I have that bottle? You know, I, I need <laughs> yeah, that yeah, fucking right, bottle. Thanks, right, buddy. Right through from East Coast to West Coast. Yep. I, that's it. And if we once that technology is developed, we are done. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with these guys. I mean, Vince pulls up everybody prematurely to the main roster, yet the Undisputed Era, who probably should have gone a while ago, Still down there is the anchor of NXT, uh, so you know there's no rhyme or reason to any of the any of the shit that that's going on. I mean, re- remember, guys, do you remember which brand won the three what brand competition at Survivor Series last year? Sure do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we've completely gutted that and turned them back into some developmental shit. Why? Because we don't know. Because AEW's kicking their ass, so why not? Uh, rating wise, not. Quality wise, let me so, clarify that. Yeah. So now is summer is is this year's Survivor Series not going to include NXT, but instead it's going to be Retribution versus Raw versus SmackDown? Fuck, I hope not. Don't even, you just put that in the universe, DP? That's terrible, man. That's probably right, right, right there. It's sure going to come to pass. Right, right Sorry. in two K twenty, right there. You're oh. going to randomly see freaking Dijakovic 
freaking uh, Mia Yim and all of them just randomly in a Survivor Slapjack Series Slapjack and Stimpack and I'm not, fucking no. stack. <laughs> no. Slapjack nah, and Stimpack. Nah. Going back to the bottle. <laughs> Going back to the bottle. Yep. Slap, slap notes. Out there. Slap notes is good. I, I would like that. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's now the leader of retribution. <laughs> don't like it. It'll hit you in the head uh, with a guitar. Yeah, I don't know what wrong. I I don't know what they're doing with Undisputed Era. I mean, they're they're the only what only three time tag team champions. So there's nothing left to conquer there. Adam Cole. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Cole. I just you know I have no clue what they're doing with Cole. And. I mean, Kyle's going to get this shot next weekend, and let's assume he loses, which is highly likely. Then what? I, I don't know. I, I got nothing as to what you know what they're doing with Undisputed Era or what they're not doing with them or any direction that they want to go with them because none of it makes sense. Yeah, and and then the big issue with the Undisputed Era majority of the time, I can't even say half the time. Majority of the time is one of them is hurt. Where Kyle O'Reilly just came back from injury, and now he's, you know, now he has the NXT title shot. I think Bobby Fish is currently injured. It's either one or two members of Red Dragon are always hurt, and then Roddy's off freaking playing patty cake with a Velveteen Dream in the trunk Mm -hmm. of a car. Hey. Here we go. Oh, God. I, I can already see it now. It's going to be the name of the episode. Anyway. Patty Cake in the Trunk of a Car. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> I can see it now. Patty Cake with the Dream. But, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, that, that, that might actually get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where Greg's going to look at it. Like, is that really where we're going? Fuck it. All right, whatever. They sent it out. We don't care. But, like, usually one of them's hurt, or they're pushing Adam Cole to do something big, like the Pat McAfee match, or just having title opportunity after title opportunity. Where I would like them to go is maybe they go to SmackDown, and then the SmackDown people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we saw what the NXT people do on Raw, why are you on SmackDown? We're a little suspicious. And then they have, like, a little team up and it's like no 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 we'll kick retribution's ass don't worry and like maybe somewhere down the line that way i don't know i'm not a booker it's probably better than what vince is probably thinking right now though no doubt most likely okay most definitely (laughs) well (laughs) i think before we get into our next topic we'll take a little break and show some love to our sponsors and the chair shot Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. That's the end of Kenny. Damn. <laughs> That's all he gets, apparently. Then he, he fades he, out. He, uh, he hacked us, so <laughs> that, that was actually him live. That was. Eh, uh, I feel like somebody that. got in, yeah, Vince got into our ear there and just uh, tried to cut yeah. us off. Well, fine. Then. Cut their play. mic. Cut their mics, <laughs> goddammit. They're out of up. They're out of here. Get them out of here. 
Cut, cut their feet. Away from they're, they're shit talking us. Get that bottle away from AJ. He's out of control. DWI podcast. Yeah. Well, Kenny, you get the you get to go gaming today. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. The Softball King PC Town. Ah, it it feels like a Friday, everybody, because it's phenomenal, funky facts. Because it's Friday, maybe. Sorry. Always, always, and forever. That'd be uh, nice. Even though I have the headset on and I'm miles and states away, I can hear in, in the faint distance, total BS. Because you know it's time for trivia. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys, you uh, you kind of both gutted a question that I had when we were going over the LOD stuff. Ah uh, shit! Sorry. Because <laughs> one of the, the questions were who were gonna be, who are the two managers of LOD or the Road Warriors, <laughs> and you both said it already earlier. So thank God uh, I had a backup question for that one. A point for each of us. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, not doing that. There you go. Come on, <laughs> this is total bullshit. <laughs> there we go. Tony's here in spirit and form of Big Dave. <laughs> All right, so we all know how this works, right? Up, I should be able to channel him. Right. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Anyway. Disturbing. <laughs> anyway, we got the three questions, because like I said, I have a backup for the LOD one that I had. So, uh, two wrestling, one however I see fit, might be wrestling, might be sports, might be, eh, who cares what I see fit. So, uh, Big Dave... I'll let you get the first crack. Door number one, door number two, or door number three? Door number one. Nope. Nope. I don't know where it is anymore. This is what happens when you got to do more than one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a wrestling one, and it's going to be a multiple one. So uh, point for each correct answer. See, this is like that thing in in, uh, in uh, Back to School. I have one question in 27 parts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as everyone knows, Jericho has nine WWE Intercontinental Championship reigns, ten if you want to count the IWGP. Miz has eight, but there's a three-way tie for third for the most Intercontinental Championship reigns. Who are those three men? Ooh. Most Intercontinental Championship reigns. I third. 
and I will let you know the number. It is six. Shit. Guessing. I only got two right. written down so far. Damn it! Do, do, do you guys need another like thirty seconds? You need another? Uh... Nah. I mean, I, I'm gonna go with what I got. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> right, I know it's right, gonna I'll, be I'll, wrong. I'll wait for Dan to write down his uh his third one there. Uh... It's gonna be wrong, but whatever. <laughs> I am gonna be wrong. Minor well, wrong. Minor wrong. You can get. I'll you just can get uh, up to a total of max three points. I don't know if I got. All you have to do is get one or two or three right to get the know. points. All right. Here we All go. All right, let's see them answers. We actually made reference to one of them earlier. All right, DP says Edge, Jarrett, and Owen. Big Dave, well, who you got? Oh, I don't know if you can read it. I got Jeff Hardy, Road Dog, and Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Ooh. All right, so you both actually get a point. <laughs> Big yeah. Dave got it with Ziggler, and uh, DP got it with J-E, double F, J-A, double R, E, double T, Jerry, ain't he great? Ain't he the great. third one, the third one was Rob Van Dam. Damn. Damn. Damn, indeed. Ah. Are we, are we going to need Ron Simmons here in a minute? <laughs> Damn. Man, you know that is actually one sound I don't have. I gotta, gotta work on that one. Wow! How do you not have a one damn? One of the most iconic, one of the most iconic sounds in wrestling. How do you you don't have, have the... a damn. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. One point each. That's good. Right, one, to one brother. Each. Holy crap! It's a, it's it's a Christmas in, miracle. It's turned into quite a rivalry. I know. <laughs> a one-show rivalry. There you go. Hey, hey, I'm I'm just saying it's a miracle because usually someone has zero points. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's that is true. And lately, it's been me. So <laughs> I'm yeah, happily, exactly. I'm happily on the board. I'll take it. Hey, like I said, if Greg wasn't on the one day, you would have actually gotten it. It's bullshit. <laughs> That's why he's oh, not invited yes. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So DP, door number two or door number three. Hey, uh, Guy Fieri, I'll take uh, diners, drive-ins, and deuces. <sighs> Sad thing is I got that reference. God <laughs> damn it. All right, door number two. It's the other wrestling question. Oh. The one that, thank God, I had a backup for. Ah, sweet. Because it Sunny. is still an LLR question. <laughs> no, stop it. Damn it. Well, it does have something to do with Paul Ellering. And since you guys were referencing the uh, Wembley entrance... Uh-huh. Paul had a little ornament on his motorcycle. A little ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> I'm being charming. So Are you being Arlo Guthrie? <laughs> no. But he had a little ventriloquist dummy on his. What was the dummy's name? Since you both got the uh, manager questions. I think we both know this one. I think we both do too as well. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to ask who the other member of the Legion of Doom was later in life. Wasn't that Draws? Wasn't Draws a member? Draws was. 
Draws, it was draws and then it was Heidenreich. Yep. Alright. Show it to me, Big Dave. I don't know if I spelled it right. Yeah, yeah it's Rocco. Me either. Rocco. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I should give the point to Big Dave since he spelled it right. Oh, come on. <laughs> Total bullshit. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be that much of an ass. All right. So the that. last question is a sports question, and it's, <laughs> it's something that makes me smile and makes me laugh because it has something to do with... Ugh, God. Must be the Buccaneers. It, it has something to do with teams that I hate, and there's a lot of teams that I hate <laughs> in the NFL. So... Before the Falcons in Dallas game last week, teams were 440 and oh when scoring 39 points and no turnovers. When was this tracked? When did they originally figure out turnover tracking? What year? What year? Oh boy. I will do prices right rules. <laughs> so we don't so we don't have a tie, we don't have anything messed up. We have to figure out the year of when this happened. Oh man. They, they didn't have this electronically. They had to write this down on I don't know, this was a while ago, so it might have been papyrus or <laughs> Stick with my first guess, but I'm probably but way off. Steel lunchbox, maybe. I'm going with my first guess too, but I, you know, fuck it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably way over. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm being an ass with the elderly. <sighs> All right. So DP says 1962. Well, that that was my other guess. 1971. <laughs> that was gonna be my other can guess. Believe, no shit. Can you believe that? Uh, well, DP won. Hey. Because turnovers were tracked in 1933. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I figured I'd be way over. Falcons were the first team to lose. (laughs) Fucking choke artists, I swear. I'm happy they're in my division. Holy (laughs) shit. So. Oh, he broke the streak. Broke the streak. DP finally won again. He has the title. Celebrates good times, come on. You know, when you got cool in the gang going, you know you've accomplished something. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. And, and something tells me Tunny either would have known that, and it was like, yeah, I won, this is the greatest, I'm the best, or he, he would have been off by like a year, and he would have shouted, it's total BS, we already oh. know this for a fact. He would have definitely gone closer to that time frame than I did, um, that's for sure. Uh, well, that's okay, I don't think he would have gotten Rocco, so I'll take that. He might not have. I don't think he would have gotten that hey. one. And, and I made these questions before he texted us saying he was at softball. So I, I made sure there was a WWF question just for you, DP. Yeah, that's that's my time right there. I'll get all those answers right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was another week of uh, 
phenomenal funky facts. Without? I, I got yes. one for you. I got one for you, AJ. Oh, oh boy, look at this. this I just want to. I just want to see how how deep your NFL knowledge goes. Oh boy! What was the final score of the 1940 NFL championship game? It's an iconic blowout. Wasn't it 72 to zero? 73 to nothing. You were oh. very close. Wow! Do you remember the teams that were involved? The Giants and the Bears. The Bears and the team that shall not be named anymore. Ah, yours. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Right church, wrong division. Or right division, wrong church. Uh, AJ, keep drinking that fucking Jim Beam. Jim Beam should sponsor us, right? After this shit. Ah, let's not. (laughs) Brought to you by. We've been trying for years. Yet to get a sponsor like that. Damn it. Get 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 like a brewery to get us like our own. I mean, you think about all the alcohol, right? DP that Gator and I drank in the early days. Attitude of aggression. We couldn't get us. All we got was like maybe cold cock. I think they kind of like sort of threw us a bone once. That liquor, That's... that cold cock whiskey. Cold, cold cock. Anyway. They would. They yeah, would. That kind of brand would support or, uh... you guys. Yeah, they did support us. They sent us a bottle or something. Cold cock yeah, supporting Dennis. That's right. Damn. Look at that cold cock. Oh, sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. All right, so I think we got one more topic left, That's right, it. DP? That's right. You know what that means? It's last call. Last call. What do you mean it's last call? What do you mean? You mean you got a whole? He still got plenty of Jim Beam left to finish this podcast off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I wonder, man. I think AJ would have liked old Gator. I just I just have a feeling it would have been he would have just sat there like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, that's not my reaction. Oh, I might have. I get along with people pretty decently. If I I I think so at least. As long as you were there for an induction into Team Deadass, then uh, it all would have been cool. Oh boy, it's a rare club. <laughs> It's exclusive. <laughs> it's exclusive. <laughs> All right, we got Clash of Champions this weekend. Yep, yep. And, you know, at the, the Thunderdome, one of the last two here for Under the Thunderdome. We got one more that's going to be after this, right? I think. I, they I moved Hell in the Cell. They moved Hell in the Cell up. So let's run down the card and get some predictions for Clash of Champions. I can't. Well, I could. Yeah, I can't do a Tunny style because I don't have the. Uh, I don't have the uh, the the spreads. Well, well, well. Here's the thing. This is also nine matches, and if we went through every single match and did the betting odds for each one too, yeah, yeah we'd be we'd yeah. be here for a while. That Jim Beam would be gone. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll get through these pretty quick. Uh, let's start with well, what I'm looking at as number one on the list, but I think this is going to be a pre-show match. Uh, which should give you some indication as what's going to happen. Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Zelina Vega. Big Dave's sh- shaking his head that this is actually a pre-show match. I'm shaking my head that this is a match at all. <laughs> I mean, she was the thrown in there Zelina quick. Vega, the fact that Zelina Vega beat Mickey James, a six-time champion, with some sh- I mean, she had no business winning that match. Yeah. So you're telling me, let me suspend my disbelief completely. You're telling me Zelina Vega is going to dethrone Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship on the kickoff show match. 
Sure, I'll buy that. Anyway, <laughs> you already know who I'm picking to win. That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. If, if Asuka doesn't win and retain this title... Okay, correction. If Asuka doesn't retain this title, yeah, that Jim Beam's going to be gone real goddamn quick. Because... <laughs> Zelina Vega, about 80% of the time, is a manager. And I know I watched her back in TNA. Rosita was not that good. And like and like Big Dave said, she beat Mickey James, who is probably one of, if not the most established women's division wrestler on that entire brand or company. So... If Oscar doesn't keep the title, I'm I'm gonna be a little mad and very intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else could you say? Yeah, not really. I mean, even if uh, Zelina Vega uh, channels her inner page from fighting with my family, I still don't think she has a shot in this one. So now, now, now here's the thing. Like I said, if Oscar keeps the title, I'll be happy. Because Zelina can win via DQ or counter. I don't really give a crap. If that belt leaves Asuka and goes to Vega, yeah, no, there's new... Is that a We Riot type of thing? That is that is a definite We Riot type of thing. All right. I, I mean, in this, this match to me, before we move away, because there's not much stuff, this shows how vacant the Raw Women's Division is. They've got nobody. Right, they've got Shayna and Nia Jax, who are a tag, the tag team champions, who should be competing for singles titles, and yet we're fucking around with them with the women's tag titles. Why? So that we can give Zelina Vega, who's never shown she has much talent, a shot at Oscar. You know, and like like AJ saying, she beat Mickey James. I know the idea was to have Mickey James legitimize her, but to me, it was the opposite of that. It just exposed her. So none of this shit makes sense to me. I, I just, you know. We'll talk about Shayna and I in a moment. But anyway. <laughs> that we will. But before we do that, let's go to the United States Championship match. Once again, we get Apollo Crews challenging. Uh, this time, is this the second match or, or thrice against Bobby Lashley? I, I think it's second, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, me neither. He's won MVP twice, Bobby Lashley twice probably. Uh, AJ, do we see anything with a title change back to Apollo Crews at this point? It's a possibility that they might go back to Apollo Crews where he's like, you know, dodging, jumping over, hurtling over the entire Hurt business because of all of this. But I, I think the Hurt business is actually going to interfere and cost Apollo like maybe the trip of the leg or... MVP does a distraction of the ref, and then you see, like, Alexander just hit, like, a knee or a lumbar check or whatever on him, and Lashley defeats him for the 1-2-3. So I think Lashley retains this one. Yeah, it seems like the last couple weeks it's been Apollo Crews versus Cedric Alexander, you know, not even getting into the United States, you know, battle between Bobby Lashley. So, I, you know, I just I don't see... Apollo Crews winning this thing here. I think Lashley retains and they keep going unless for some reason Retribution gets involved and, and costs, you know, Lashley the title or something. But 
I have no reason to believe Lashley's going to lose this thing here. Dave, what do you think? Uh, Hurt Business is one of the things about Raw that I actually do like. I love this faction. They they dress well. They come out. They're badasses. They speak well. They they carry an, an aura about them that says, don't fuck with us. And even adding Cedric to that, I think, helps Cedric, even though he's still losing. But I like seeing Cedric there. Having Lashley drop the belt back to Apollo Crews would damage that mystique, would damage that persona. It's too soon for that. Besides, I think it's, it's, you know, Hurt Business Retribution is going to go on for a little while. Uh, I think having Lashley with that title uh, solidifies Hurt Business's status right now. So I think Lashley retains here. Apollo Crews had a lot of, you know, had a short run as the champion. Ended up losing a lot of matches uh, as well then afterwards and trying to retain it. As well as... Andrade and Angel Garza, who have had numerous chances at the tag team titles and have continued to lose. They're getting another shot at the tag team titles. You want to talk about a a lack of tag teams in a division as well. Here we are again. The Raw tag team match. Street Profits defending against Andrade and Angel Garza. Big Dave, right back to you for this one. I, I, where do you see this one? I'm mean... going. <laughs> Do they finally win the titles? I mean, how many more chances do you give them? I mean, the only difference this time is that Zelina Vega is not in their corner. And so the idea is that they're going to do it on their own. They don't need her. She was holding them back. I still don't see this team being the ones to def- to uh, take out the Street Profits. I mean, I'd like to see them do it. I think they're impressive. They've got all the tools. They've got all the skills. But, yeah, I, I don't think with Raw's tag team division in the state that it's in, where you've got Garza and Andrade, and then what? Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo are your best next bets. And, you know, Viking Raiders, you got one of them fucking around in Raw Underground now. So they're oh, not The other around. one's injured. The other one's out. Yeah. So The other one's out. So you don't have you don't have anything. I mean, you talked earlier, Undisputed Era, where do you put them? Well, there's a nice opening for you guys there. And Undisputed Era and Street Profits have history. But as far as this, I, I think the Street Profits are... They're good placeholders for the Raw Tag Team titles right now, and there's no reason to take the belts off of them. Nothing's really happening with the Raw Tag Team division. Um, I'm going with Street Profits to retain. I, I don't see I don't see what would be gained by pulling the belts off of them right now. AJ, what do you got? Yeah, the, this is too many times that we've seen this match, especially for the tag titles. So, I... Uh... I, I, I really got nothing. The Street Profits hopefully retain. Hopefully we might get a little bit of a shake-up where we might get more better tag teams for Raw, but yeah, I can't tell you like another tag team other than maybe Shelton and Cedric Alexander. Like that, the, the, I, I got nothing for this one at all. If the Street Profits, again, if the Street Profits uh, somehow don't retain, I don't know what they're doing. I like the idea of Benjamin and, and Alexander getting in the tag team division and dethroning the Street Profits. That would be kind of cool if you want to you know, further solidify the Hurt Business there, like, like Dave mentioned earlier with the United States title. That would be pretty cool. Uh, you also mentioned the lack of Zelina Vega in the corner, which to me, you know, Unless they do some kind of 
shakeup. You know, they're talking about the you know roster shakeup here coming up, and trades possibly. There's nobody else really to challenge any of these teams right now. So I'm actually going to take Andrade and Angel Garza to win this thing because somebody's got to lose the titles, you know, on this pay per view. And looking up and down the card, there's not many that I see moving. So I'll take it with them getting an upset and without Vag in the corner and. You know, we can have a couple re- more rematches with these two teams because there's really nobody else out there. I'm, I mean, unless they do Benjamin and Alexander, which I think would be cool, I just don't see anywhere else that they go. So if they change the titles and give them to Andrade and Garza, then we can have, uh, we can, you know, drag this one out a little even further until they move some guys around or something. So I'll take the upset. So since this is kind of a dual cast of the two shows, it's my turn to throw a question out to you guys. And just to make you think, would you be in favor of them unifying the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships at this point and treating it like the women's tag titles where they just, the champions go to any show they want? Because they don't have enough, I, I mean, they don't have enough talent anymore. It was It made sense when the brand split first started, but now everything we're talking about, there's nobody left. What do you guys think? I would 100% be on board for that. I think it's ridiculous that we have two in the first place. They should all be singles titles and or a singular title as the tag team titles, and they go across brands as the champion, for sure. I mean, I think they should do that with some of the other titles as well. You know, why have we shouldn't have a universal title, just have one WWE champion, and they go across brands and defend it. You know, one month it's SmackDown, the next month it's a Raw challenger or something, you know, like that too. Because it's, it's just too many titles, and you know, you leave that United States title and the Intercontinental title on their specific brands, and that's your kind of your main, you know, television uh, title. And the WWE champion travels around, and the same should go with the tag titles. I agree. I'm with you, AJ. Yeah, I I like the idea of the singular tag team championship because I mean we, we haven't even got to Smackdown tag team championships yet where it actually looks like two legitimate tag teams are facing that haven't faced each other yet so Raw is usually lacking in one department and Smackdown's lacking in the other in some way shape or form and then hey, what better way than to you know put all that together throw NXT in the mix boost their ratings you know if, if you randomly hear like say the new day or i'm they're not going for the smackdown tag titles but like tag team championship kyle o'reilly and bobby fish versus the new day for the wwe tag team titles that would sound pretty good you have that on like an nxt maybe a takeover and then it's like okay yeah nxt is actually worth watching because there's a name there so i love the idea that it's a uh of the singular title they're doing it with the women's title uh, tag titles but we'll we'll see in all honesty it's a great idea but vincent great ideas are like having a blindfold and a dartboard and even if you take nxt out of there you know even if you don't count nxt and just do raw and smackdown you know that that's even a start because they don't need two women's champions. Like we said, why is Alina Vega wrestling for a title when she never wrestles at this point? You know, and you're 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 struggling to find challengers. You got, you know, two of your 
tag team champions aren't really true tag teams. You know, the Nia Jax and Baszler were thrown together basically at the last minute and won the titles. You know, you're just, you're struggling to find teams or, you know, challengers for these titles when you don't need to at this point. You can have a single title and just have them cross-branded. I agree. Back to you, DP. Yeah, yeah. let's go <laughs> with right. the next match. All right. Well, let's talk a little triple threat ladder match for the, as PC Tony would say, Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Jeff Hardy's defending against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. AJ, what do you expect? This should be a really, really good ladder match. You got three good, three good challenger, well, two good challengers, three good wrestlers here. <laughs> I mean, I I expect this to, looking up and down this card, actually, I expect this to be match of the night. You know, you got Hardy, who he knows what to do with the ladder in any way, shape, or form phrasing. Uh, AJ, who, you know, you, uh, I didn't know if you were going for the phrasing button there, DP. Yeah. Hey, phrasing! <laughs> you got AJ, who, I mean, in all honesty, what can't Styles do? That's not me with my bias. That's honestly like what, literally, what can't he do? I know, I know what he can't do. Beat up John Cena. <laughs> I mean, he did that. Come on, <laughs> he did that? Yeah, yeah he did that. He did that. And then Sami Zayn with the whole, well, I never lost this title, and you know he's the scrappy underdog. He's the methodical one that will probably be like, all right, they both killed each other off of the ladder. I'm gonna go up there now. You know, AJ might hit, like, a Styles Clash or something from the top of the ladder. Jeff Hardy will go up and do a death-defying stunt like he always does. And then Sammy's just like, yeah, I should go now. Dude, you just, I, I mean, I can see Hardy taking a Styles Clash from the top of the ladder. He'd be fucking crazy enough he to would. do that shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as, for, uh, as for who would win... Ugh. I I honestly think Sami Zayn might be the winner in this one. You know, he technically he never lost the title. You got a lot of, you know, the mid card if we want to say it, like the upper mid card with like Riddle if he gets into a decent enough uh, push. You can have Jeff Hardy face him again. You might have someone turn face because you know AJ is a good heel and he's a good face, so he could probably be like. No, you're right. I respect you. And then he actually switches and goes and beats the crap out of Sami Zayn or something like that. Who knows? But I see Sami actually coming out with the uh, the Intercontinental Championship here. Big Dave, what do you got? I agree. I agree with AJ. I got Sami Zayn as well. I think uh, that whole thing, I never lost the title. Sami's just, everything AJ said makes sense. He's going to just find a way to steal this thing. He's going to lay in the weeds. He'll do the minimal amount of effort necessary to make sure that Jeff Hardy and AJ, who obviously have their own issues, annihilate each other. And then Sammy picks the bones, goes up, grabs the title, and Sammy Zayn is Intercontinental Champion again. And then, yeah, you've got, you know, the mid card of SmackDown is where a lot of the best action is, you know, at this point. There's a lot of people there. You, like, like AJ saying, you got Riddle, you got guys like Corbin. You got uh, AJ, you got Jeff Hardy, you got possibly Big E. Put him into the inter- intercontinental picture. 
And you got a lot of things that you can do with that. So, um, yeah, I, I like the idea of Sami Zayn recapturing the Intercontinental Championship here and picking up his reign where it left off. Well, uh, you know, I did not think we were going to be three for three on this one, but uh, surprise, surprise, here we are. Because <laughs> I got Sami Zayn. minds think alike <laughs> or fools travel together. Want to take your pick. I, I, I like that. I I agree wholeheartedly with you guys. I like that idea of Sami Zayn kind of sneaking in and getting the win on this one. And it, I think it can lead to more things. Like you said, you know, Matt Riddle's out there that can play in the mid card. Big E, that's two kind of baby faces that can go against Zane. You still got Daniel Bryan out there somewhere eventually that can, you could plug him in anywhere. You know, I'm assuming he's probably going to get a shot at Roman Reigns as well, but you know, you could plug him in against Sami Zayn and put on a really good match. I, Jeff Hardy moving to have a match with Roman Reigns for the universal title. I could see that happening. That could be really, really fun to see. I would love to see AJ Styles turn babyface, kind of like you guys said. He maybe, you know, maybe he turns, you know, one way or the other, turns babyface. Uh, babyface AJ Styles versus heel Roman Reigns for the title. They could go right back to that, and, and that would be another really cool match that we could see, you know, somewhere shortly down the line. It's been four years since we got AJ versus Roman. Four That's years. Crazy. A lot has changed. Since the, those series of matches took place. Yeah, that could be a great, great feud, especially right now with everything going on and, and the lack of a roster that you have or, you know, the thinner roster that you have that, you know, you could get a good run out of that. So I, I like Sami Zayn coming out of here with the title and moving on to some other guys and given the opportunities for Hardy and, and Styles to kind of move up or, you know, move on to something bigger with Reigns. I, I would really like to see something like that. So. Yeah, I got Sami Zayn as well, you know, regaining his, or whatever you want to call it, since he never lost it, regaining his Intercontinental title. Are they going to have both titles hanging up there, like they did for uh, are awesome. we, are WrestleMania we 10? Sean yeah. 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 Sean and uh, Razor. Yeah, I think That'd they be should. Cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. Talk nostalgia. Just, you know, maybe yeah. they can bring Big Daddy Cool back, too. <laughs> have him come out and, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't blow a quad. They'll do that, and they'll bring back, like, the ladder from WrestleMania 10, the old school, right. no give it to it. Red this and yellow ladder. This is a real ladder. ladder. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Cesaro and Nakamura defending against, is it all three members of Lucha Horse Party? Or is it just two? Uh, it says and or, so <laughs> it might so, be... Kalisto and Grand Metalik, that's my guess on that one, but it, it could be two of the three members. Well, what do you see happening out of here, AJ? I mean, I know Kalisto and it seems like Lucha House Party is, was almost on the verge of a breakup. Now they're getting a title shot. Yeah, and, and didn't Lindsay there, there was something on social media that Lindsay did something like he took off his mask and you hiring it or something i don't remember off the top of my head it could have been false it could you don't don't believe everything you see on the internet there's no such thing as what? a brown cow to make chocolate milk <laughs> what but uh that's bullshit <laughs> don't even believe us podcast over no i'm kidding <sighs> but <Man>. uh <laughs> no but uh i don't i don't see shinsuke and cesaro losing it on this one because like you said they, they were on the verge of breaking up uh, 
shenanigans about Cesaro and Nakamura have actually looked like a team, especially since they branched off of Sami Zayn when Sami left. So I, I, I think it goes to uh, the, the Swaggy and the Swiss on this one. I agree with AJ again. And I just thought of something. Don't be surprised if uh, you could see Cesaro and Nakamura get involved in the ladder match as well to hand the title to Sammy as that faction reconciles and reemerges. But, yeah, like Lucha House parties at each other's throats last week, getting kicked out of the arena, leading to Grand Metalik, getting hit with the neutralizer by Cesaro. When is Lucha House Party, other than Kalisto and a few head-scratching title reigns that he had, including the Cruiserweight Championship, uh, when has he ever really done anything? And when has Lucha House Party actually delivered? It's not going to happen here. Not against guys like Nakamura and Cesaro, who are an established good tag team. So, yeah, the champs retain here. Well, three for three again, because I can't add much more to that other than, you know, just I don't see Lucha House Party coming out with anything on this one or just leading to you know the eventual breakup this is just going to add to it so that's enough of that one let's go to the last of the tag team championship matches the women's tag team championship match and we've got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending against the somewhat newly reformed riot squad of Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan big Dave I'll go right back to you on this one Ooh, um, this one I'm not as sure about because when Shayna and I are on the same page, they're unstoppable. There's obviously friction between them on occasion that seems to derail them. Uh, the whole story about the riot squad is basically like the reconciliation of Liv and Ruby and them learning to trust each other, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, love each other. Not, you know, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. And mm-hmm. Naya and Shayna are, are just, this, they're like oil and water had that, like AJ said, or was it, it might have been deep here earlier. They were just thrown together and now they're tag team champions. At some point, that relationship is going to eviscerate. They're going to lose the titles. I'm torn as to whether now's the right time to do it, that the team to put it on, put the belts on is the riot squad. But I'm leaning in the direction of saying, yes, it is. Because you got to have some titles change hands at this event. Sammy, we've talked about that. Uh, Shayna, I think, I think you know, you like we mentioned earlier, the whole Oscar Zelina Vega thing, and with Charlotte gone, and with Becky gone, and their absence has never been felt on Raw more than it is now. Um, you got to get some legitimate contenders for Oscar because who knows when? When Charlotte's not going to be back, maybe 2021. Becky, maybe later 2021, unless you're getting Ronda Rousey back, which there's some rumors for that. But that's not going to happen until WrestleMania 37. I think now's the time to split up Shayna and Nia, have them drop the titles to uh, the Riot Squad, have Shayna and, and, and Nia go at each other for a while to see who's the next challenger for Asuka. And there you go. So I'm actually, <laughs> I was going to go the other way earlier, but now I've talked myself into going <laughs> with the Riot Squad to capture the Women's Tag Team Championships as Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler will destroy themselves from the inside out the riot squad will capitalize and there you go so i'm going riot squad to become the new wwe women's tag team champions here you know what i'm gonna shake things up a little bit i think that they're actually gonna retain even though 
I'm not the biggest fan of the idea of them being the tag team champions. I know it was to have the friction between Bailey and Sasha and all that. And now they're facing another best friend group that are reforming, that they're trying to feel around the water, see see what they can do again. You know, they're not quite on the same page yet, but they're just that close where it's like they just need something or a plan or whatever. So I actually think that Shayna and I are going to retain through some form of shenanigans, whether it's a DQ or a count out or whatever. But I think the next pay-per-view is when we're going to have that title change where Ruby's just like, no, 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 we we may have messed up a little bit here, but I know the next time we can definitely get it. We just got to like take out Naya or, or really like take it to Shayna so she can't put on the Fujiwara or the uh, or the Kirafuda or any other submission holds. Like, we have to tire her out, and we got to take apart Naya, and that's how we're going to win at the Hell in a Cell, I think, is the next pay-per-view. I could be wrong. That is the next pay-per-view. <laughs> so you got Naya and Baszler on this one retaining. DP's the tiebreaker here. Ooh. Well, <laughs> I like the idea of a DQ possibly here because... Basically, I feel like this match is going to define what they're going to do with the Riot Squad. I mean, if they don't win this match, that's I feel like that's kind of the end. Like, why are you keeping them together if you're not going to push them to be a legitimate tag team that wins matches and becomes champions? You basically, you know, we talked about the lack of tag teams. You've eliminated every single women's tag team that's out there right now. The Iconics, gone. The Huggin' Boss, gone. That's it. <laughs> Bliss and Bailey, or Bliss and, not Bailey, Bliss and uh, uh, Nikki. Nikki, pretty much gone. You have none left. Like, what else? Bringing are you the doing? Bellas back, DP. Oh, Bringing the Bellas back. Oh, why? Please, God, no. So, what else do you do? I mean, if then, if the Riot Squad doesn't win, unless it's disqualification, you know, then there's there's no shot. There's no chance. Then they're pretty much, they should be done then, too. So, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you just mentioned there's no teams left. I just thought of a team that they might throw together. If Naya and Shayna retain, you could see Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez teaming up as Retribution to go after the belts. And that okay. might be where they want to go with it. But who knows? You could do that. Yeah. And you could do that against the Riot Squad. It'd probably make more sense to be against the Riot Squad, I guess, because they're baby faces. But, yeah, I'm... I feel like this is where the yeah Baszler and Nia Jax the com- the combustible elements and they finally explode and and they start their little feud and they lose the titles here because of themselves you know beating themselves up and then the Riot Squad capitalizes and wins this match so I got the Riot Squad winning the women's tag team and staying together and God knows where they go with this thing because there's no more tag teams left so who knows my man. My man. And just remember at home, listeners at home, DP's a scientist, so he knows all about combustible elements. <laughs> it's science. Right. That uh, it is. All right. We've got three more matches. Dad ass. I'm sorry, AJ. <laughs> dad ass. Well, speaking science. of dad ass, what is next on the uh, on the card here? Hey, is it Bailey? <laughs> is that what you're talking about? 
We want some Bailey. I know you're not she talking about Randy Orton. So. She is a member of the team, DP. You know that, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's defending that SmackDown Women's Championship against Nikki Cross one more time. AJ, do we do we do we have any chance that Nikki Cross wins this title with some kind of Sasha Banks luring in the background? I mean. I would like Nikki to have the title. I... You want to play? Play with Nikki. With the title. Um. <laughs> I don't care. I got a pop from both of you. I don't care on that one. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think Nikki should win. But no, Bailey's gonna retain. Sasha's gonna snap at the end of the match, like the after match, and start beating her up during an interview or in the middle of the ring we, we, we can see this coming and then hell in a cell or if we're not doing brand warfare uh survivor series but hell in a cell would actually work a lot but nah bailey's retaining this one big dave <clears throat> to me it's really simple and and the fact of the matter is that Bailey Sasha does not work without the SmackDown title on the line. So while it's tempting to say Sasha will interfere in this match and enable Nikki Cross to win the championship, I just think the big the you know the big money obviously is on Sasha versus Bailey, and that match doesn't work without that title on the line. So with that as a backdrop, I think Bailey retains. I do think Sasha gets involved and probably beats the hell out of Bailey. And I would love to see them do Sasha Bailey Hell in a Cell at Hell in a Cell. It's you know what? How, how many women's Hell in a Cell matches have there been? Two, I think so two far. Or three. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, I believe um, so. Bailey and Sasha have done it all. We've seen them in an Iron Woman match. Why not at Hell in a Cell? I mean, you need to do something on the main roster with Sasha and Bailey that you haven't seen before because they have met on the main roster. We all know that. We don't have selective memory loss like Vince thinks we do. So we've seen them fight. Um, this is a whole new thing, and I, I like the idea about putting them in Hell in a Cell and taking this rivalry to the next level. But to get there, you got to have Bailey retain. So as much as I'd like to see Nikki win, she'll probably get hit with Sister Abigail by Alexa Bliss. Bailey will capitalize and win, and there you go. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head with that one. I, I could see Sasha Banks interfering with this match and costing, you know, having, having it end up being a DQ. I like the idea, though, of uh, Alexa Bliss getting involved, hitting Nikki Cross with that sister Abigail. Bailey retains that, sends that feud of Cross and and uh, Bliss to go even further, and then we see Sasha Banks come out after the match is over and just destroy Bailey. This this has been the one, basically the one feud. I mean, it hasn't really been a feud yet, but. This has been the one that's been building for a long time. We expected it. I kind of expected it to be concluded at last year's WrestleMania. I still think we get the conclusion to this feud of Bailey and Sasha at this next WrestleMania. I'm with you, Big Dave, that I think after Sasha Banks comes out and interferes in this match, that we get Bailey versus Sasha for the title at Hell in the Cell. And I want to see it as a loser leaves SmackDown match. If you don't win the title, you leave. You're going to Raw. And Bailey wins it, retains, 
Sasha's still fuming about it. She wins the Royal Rumble, and she goes to face Bailey again, and it concludes at WrestleMania with Bailey with Sasha winning the title over Bailey and going back to SmackDown. I love that booking, and that that would make a lot of sense. And Sasha versus Bailey is one of the few places where it seems to be booked correctly so far. You can't say that about most of what WWE does, but Sasha versus Bailey, I think that they've done it well. Yeah, their breakup was kind of sudden, but you could see it coming. And I love the idea about, yeah, because I, I do think Bailey retains at Hell in the Cell. And, and you know, they're going to ride this out probably till Charlotte gets back and dethrones her or some shit like that, you know? Um, <laughs> but probably but I, or, or Ronda, or Ronda, <laughs> if she's going to come back. But, uh, but yeah, I like the idea about a match between them at Hell in a Cell where they can do some stuff they haven't done yet and show a side to that rivalry that, that you know, we all know they're not going to be able to match what they did in Brooklyn, that first takeover. That's just not going to happen. But a Hell in a Cell environment, you know, remember last year, Becky and Sasha inside Hell in a Cell was an awesome match before they put the red lights on and all fucking everything went down to shitter with Seth and the feet. But that didn't happen. That, there's where the selective memory I'm agreeing with Vince is. Right. But I, I think, you know, with, with Alexa apparently being able to be triggered by saying the word fiend, that raises all sorts of interesting possibilities where, where after the match is over, Sasha comes out and whispers in her ear, the fiend and Alexa just goes in, lays out Bailey. And then Sasha picks the bones. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I think they got a they got a lot of options with this match that they could do. Um, so it should be interesting. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> once. Well, we got the last two men's WWE title matches to talk about. Let's start with the Universal Championship. We've got Roman Reigns versus his brother, whatever you cousin, Us, Jey Uso. Welcome. And- <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. There you go. I mean, Uh-oh. once again, it's one of those. Does Jay Uso have any chance in hell of winning this match, <laughs> Big Dave? <laughs> He's got a chance. It's wrestling. He's got a chance. <laughs> but I think I think Jay Uso is the proverbial sacrificial lamb here that is going to elevate Roman's heel status to the next echelon as Roman will just, it'll be respectful for a while, but you know what Roman's all about now. And that is pushing this heel character. Even he doesn't need it. I mean, he doesn't need to take shortcuts, but the fact that he is taking shortcuts just makes him an even more effective heel. And, And that's what I really think you'll get here. I think you'll get Roman Reigns just, you know, Jay will give it a good go. And this will be a good showing for Jey Uso. In the end, Roman will take a shortcut. He'll beat Jey Uso. And then he will beat the holy fuck out of his cousin. Lock him down in the Uso penitentiary. That'll take his heel status to an even further level. And that's that's how I see this one going. Roman's going to retain. There's no doubt about that. There's nobody on the smack. Roman is the best thing going on SmackDown. Him and Sasha and Bailey, the best things going on SmackDown by far. Uh yeah, I don't see anybody on SmackDown who can really threaten him right now. Uh, so I think it's, well, I mean, I say that, but I think Big E might be the guy who they're looking to groom at some point and get Big E against Roman because Big E as a face is somebody that people are going to rally behind, especially against Roman Reigns, even though they love Roman as a heel. But for this match, Roman wins. 
He assaults Jey Uso afterwards. He leaves his cousin in a bloody heap or whatever WWE's excuse for a bloody heap is nowadays. And Roman goes to the next level as a heel. That's how I see this one going down. He's going to leave him in a blood capsule heap. That too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I I see no... Well, like you said, there's always a possibility. Granted, it's like one ten-thousandth percent of a chance of Jey Uso winning. But there, there might still be a possibility that... Yeah, no, Roman uh, wins lol. Um, but th- this is just trying to further that he doesn't need his family. He's this. He's the badass. He's the one that's bringing in all the cash and all that. And I'm pretty sure, again, don't read everything you see on the internet. I'm just saying what I saw. He might have a new attire and he might have new music, either for Clash of Champions or on SmackDown, which is on in about like eight minutes, but shrug. Something like that. But, um... Yeah, I don't see Roman losing this because of hubris or or anything like that. I think Paul is going to be like, just just kill him. Do the Lesnar thing. Just hit him with like five spears and then he's, he's done. Go 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 home. Go we're bust out the champagne. I'm going to bust out the gym beam. Three Superman punches, five spears. Wreck everything and leave. But you're right. Roman needs... They need to get rid of the last vestiges of the shield. And that's Roman's music. That needs to go. And just, you know, get rid of that era completely. Do something new. Give him a new look. Have him come out. I mean, he should just come out like he did in the old NXT days. You know, no no vest on, no shirt, just shirtless. Just badasses can be with the tribal tattoos. Turn into the tribal chief. Uh, you know... Everybody for years, they should turn Roman Reigns heel. Now that he's heel, it's even better than I thought it was going to be. And go ahead, kill Uso. Kill your kill your cousin. Leave him lying. And move on the path towards him and The Rock in L.A. next year, if there can be an L.A. next year. You know, you know, Either it'll be coronavirus or fires, you know, something or the other will fuck it all up. Yeah. But you guys are invited anyway, so... <laughs> Next year's WrestleMania, uh, return to Holly Firewood. Yeah. Well, they're going to bring back uh, the old Seth Rollins, and literally it's going to be burn it down WrestleMania. Jesus. There you go. Uh, you know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, we'd we'd get, you know, the Usos joining forces with Reigns and, and making kind of a, a, you know, Paul Heyman faction almost of, like, the family and stuff like that or, or the Samoan, something kind of Samoan group or something and you know, get uh, Samoa Joe out there as well. But I, with the way they're doing this and setting this up, it sure doesn't look like that's going to happen unless it happens further down the road, you know, maybe. But right now it seems like, yeah, it's just Roman Reigns, go out there and, and kill your cousins, go out there. And, and I think it's going to be a Brock Lesnar type match. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if Roman Reigns' new attire is going to look like just like Brock Lesnar. You know, he's going to have the shorts, Jimmy John shorts and everything. I hope not. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, just go out there and, and quickly annihilate the hell out of Jey Uso, I'm sure. I think, I don't know if Jimmy's still, was he the one that was injured? Is he healthy uh, to come back and, you know, come back and, you know, he could kill Jimmy Uso next and and then be done with it. And, yeah, I, I this feels like it's leading towards, you know, if The Rock is going to make a comeback and, and have one more match, that this would be it. And this certainly seems like it. If they're going to do it, so... 
I, I'm just going to say this as a disclaimer. We on the DWI podcast are not saying go out and kill your cousins. Yeah, yes. Meanwhile, we on the Attitude of Aggression are saying... No, just <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know about Big Day, but uh, you didn't yeah, hear from us. Disclaimer. An asterisk. We'll look at it afterwards. <laughs> That's right. We're going to put it, an it, asterisk like next to that disclaimer. disclaimer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's a Smoky Mountain disclaimer of all of uh, all of what New Jack said. It's like, oh, we at Smoky, Wrestle- Smoky Mountain Wrestling do not condone what these guys are saying. Yes. This could not, be a squash. Not it really could. I think it might be. I, I kind of, as much as I don't want it to be, I think it probably will be. It feels like it's it's got, you know, that Brock Lesnar type match all over it, especially with Paul Heyman there. It's that's that's what it was. And why not make Roman Reigns into that type of a heel where he just destroys the crap out of everybody for a while? I, I love it. I think it'd be great. So I, I have no problem if this is a, you know, less than five minute match where he just beats the ever living hell out of Jey Uso with. Sp- just nothing but Superman punches and spears, and we, you know, it comes becomes Spear City or something or whatever. I don't know what you call it, but the Spear suburbs. Wreck, he just wrecks them and leaves, right? Yeah. Like the shirt says. Exactly. So I'm all down for that. I, I that's the way I kind of see this match going, and Reigns just cruising along and continuing this this onslaught of destruction until we get towards WrestleMania and. If The Rock's going to come back and make a match, or if you know Brock Lesnar comes back and we get. Reigns and Lesnar with, you know, Heyman having to choose sides or something. So, yeah, Roman Reigns. Uh, Heyman will go full uh, Alfonso from uh, fucking ECW in the corner of both Sabu and RVD in this match. Go ahead, go for him. He's going to he's gonna do the, the spin kick. All right, now, now be careful. He's going to do the Arabian face buster if you miss and you fall. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's, That's right. the uh, Jim Beam talking there, folks, in case you're wondering. Uh, that just sounds like I need a little more. <laughs> so to end the Clash of Champions, someone has taken a ride in an ambulance, and it's either going to be Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton. AJ, who's, who's, who's going for a ride? To, I'm going to assume this is closing the show. Who's going for a ride? I would hope, well, you never know, Roman might close the show, but it, this would make sense to close it since it is a gimmick match. Uh, I'm not saying I don't like McIntyre's uh, entire reign. I love it to death. I, I've been saying you should be a champ for years. TNA listened, now WWE finally listened. But I think in this one, especially with Orton's methodical game plan that he always has targeting a body part making sure that you can't do something who knows maybe you just might put him on a stretcher tape him down and just throw him right in the ambulance right there and one two or i can't even say one two three because it's as soon as you close the door and the ambulance leaves i think orton has this one i think orton's gonna actually get over that hump of uh drew mcintyre dismantle him maybe drew takes about a month or so off and he the Scottish psychopath is out for blood, and that's what we're gonna do. And going going down to Claymore country. But uh God damn, that that's good. That's a good imitation. That's not even Jim Beam <laughs> assisted there. I know. I I, I, I try. I, I I have some talents that aren't just drinking and trivia. But uh I think Orton's gonna come out with the one the the win, not the one, two, three. God, that's the Jim Beam talking, thinking it's gonna that be is. a one, two, three. <laughs> 
Orton's going to win. He's going to be a 14-time WWE champion. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go next. I'll let I'll let our guest, Big Dave, uh, you know, back clean up for this one. Or you guys can be my guests. I mean, whatever, however you want to interpret it. <laughs> yeah, which way which way do you want to go? You want to close? You your, go DP. You want to close your show? I want I want to hear you one. first. Rochambeau. <laughs> no. Oh God, no. <laughs> Science over fiction. Go ahead, uh, DP. <laughs> uh, I you know. I really want Randy Orton to win the title here. I, you know, I think just the work that he's been doing, I think it's just been some of the best he's done. Like, I think we say it a lot, you know, when, when he really wants to, he can be the best in the business. He can be the best heel. He can really do some great things. You know, it seems a lot of times it seems like he's phoning it in, you know, but he has just been doing some of the best stuff he's done in quite a long time with everything he's done with Drew McIntyre. So, I really like Randy Orton coming out of this match with, with the win here because I, I do think it ends up at some point becoming Randy Orton versus Edge for the title. I think when Edge is able to come back from his injury, I, I'm guessing he's not ready to come back anytime soon, so I'm going to assume Randy Orton versus Edge is gonna, probably going to happen at WrestleMania. But unless Edge is ready to come back now, I could see something happening where they go to open the ambulance and Edge is in there and he spears Randy Orton, you know, out of the ambulance and then, you know, Drew McIntyre retains, but I doubt he's anywhere near ready to come back. So it's tough. This is, this is the one I'm, I'm really debating on uh, as far as any match on this card goes, but I want to see Drew McIntyre move on to something else. I want to see Randy Orton win the title. Basically. I want to see him hold that title for a while and continue that, you know, legend killer attitude and and punt and everything that he's been doing i mean he's certainly set up a lot of things that he could be going against you know if the big show wants to come back and have a match with him uh, christian's probably not going to be wrestling any matches but when edge comes back there's another match for him so i think this is a good spot for randy orton to win the title they can go back to it at hell in the cell with a rematch and you know have you know i don't know i don't know what else to do with drew mcintyre at that point but just the way randy orton's been wrestling i i really want to see him win the title here so i'm gonna take randy orton to close the show winning the winning the championship uh well like you dp i'm struggling with this one quite a bit because i like drew mcintyre as a champion i've enjoyed his reign I think it's, you know, you still don't have the live crowd, so you haven't gotten the full reaction. Although the Thunderdome reaction does seem to indicate that Drew's over and and people do respond favorably to him. With that being said, and I know I've heard this other places, you know, in a match like this, Randy Orton can win without pinning Drew McIntyre. And I think that's a big key, that if Randy can leave here as a 14-time champion and not pin Drew then you've protected Drew and you can stretch this out. I'm going to go out on a limb here, fellas, because I did kind of, I remember text or messaging Tunney the day of SummerSlam and kind of said, I wonder if Roman Reigns is going to come back and speculated about that. Here's my great speculation for Clash of Champions. Randy Orton is the leader of Retribution. And it's like a trolling, almost a trolling of Dark Order in some ways, you know, with Randy as the leader of Retribution because at the end of SmackDown last week, Retribution clears out the ring. The only person left is Drew, and he gets RKO'd. Retribution makes no moves towards Randy Orton. So I'm thinking Randy's the leader of Retribution. 
They get involved in this match, beat the shit out of Drew McIntyre. Randy throws him in the ambulance, it drives away. Randy's the champion, and now he's got this massive faction behind him that Drew was going to have to go through to try and get his title back. And now you've got probably to the Royal Rumble's worth of matches of Drew McIntyre going through guys like Dijakovic, going through like Dio Madden, or whoever else might be out there for retribution that they want to throw in Drew's way until he can get to Randy. That's where I think they're going with this thing. I think Randy is the leader of retribution. He's going to win the title for a 14th time, and then Drew goes on the hunt for Randy or Randy Orton, but he's got to go through a lot of shit to get to him. So I'm with you guys. I think Randy Orton becomes a 14-time champion here at Clash of Champions. I am glad you went last. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was a great way. I like it. Well, that's interesting, too, because it's, you know, like... As we record, you know, SmackDown hasn't happened or just barely started right now. And they've Retribution has been on both shows, but then now they said they've signed a contract and they showed up on Raw. Are they available to go to both shows, you know, as they continue to be a faction and as they actually technically have a contract now? Or are they going to be stuck on a show? So I think seeing what happens here on Clash of Champions and if they do get involved in this match, that might tell you a little something about what's going on with this whole group. All right. Yeah. Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, power couple of WWE Aww. with retribution as behind them. Oh, that's so lame. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to stick with my Randy's the leader of retribution theory. I like it. I love it. All right. Well, that's all folks is AJ trying to talk and we can't hear him. No, I wasn't. I was just shaking my head like, Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, say a few words. Tell tell everybody where they can find you all over the worldwide social media interwebs and at, and on thechairshot.com. That is right. You can find me on the Twitter at PhenomenalAJB. You can also find me on thechairshot.com doing wrestling reviews and video game reviews as well. Go check that out. I've been doing uh, an NWA backbone-promoted however we want to put it, for uh, UWN, they have shows that are coming up on Fight Network on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Hopefully Fight can get their crap together because I usually get that done a day after because it's just been so laggy for me and they just... It's like trying to listen to static through the washing machine. But uh, another thing that we haven't really talked about since... Sonny's usually the one that has all the uh, sound bites and everything. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash thechairshot. You'll find all of our great shirts. The Bandwagon Nerd shirts. The uh, I, I believe you have a Winner's You shirt as well, DP. Yeah, we sure do. And I'm actually wearing one right now. Oh, of boy. course, I have to sponsor it. I have to promote it. The Platte Balaz 2020, because we know that the election's coming up and... One side's an idiot from one party, and the other side's an idiot from the other. It's always back and forth. Why don't you go ahead and support those that you already know are idiots, and they will admit it. Whether it's it's Chris Platt wondering uh, how young people use Twitter, or my dear old older brother butt-chugging saltwater. That's right, you can find all these great teas and more at prowrestlingtees.com slash thechairshot. As PC so, uh, Tony would DP say, would... support, or 
support the t-shirt. Buy the don't shirt. support the buy t-shirt, the shirt. not the cause. Don't support the cause. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm somewhat in it. My yeah. last name's in it. <laughs> Close enough. That counts. That counts. Yeah. But, uh, you can be a secretary or something. Secretary yeah, of something. Be. That's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever. Where can they find you, DP? Right. You can find me all over the world by social media interwebs at it's me, DPP. You can follow the DWI podcast at Podcast DWI on Twitter or on Facebook.com slash DWI podcast. And make sure you check out A Winner Is You, both on Twitter and on Facebook at A Winner Is You, the letter U. A Winner Is You. Big Dave, close us out. Where can they find oh. the attitude of aggression and you? First off, I think AJ could be secretary of dead ass. But uh, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Also, make sure you're checking out Bandwagon Nerds at Bandwagon Nerds, where DP is going to be on a bit of a, not a hiatus, just a vacation for a little while. I don't even know what we call the vacation. He's, a, a, he's gonna, a sabbatical. A sabbatical, sabbatical. Yeah, until we can... So we can drag him back, kicking and screaming, and talk about talk about Homelander, <laughs> talk about Homelander lasering people's tits and shit. Like that. I mean, that's just that's worth the price of admission right oh. there. But yeah, I mean, as always, guys, a pleasure to work with you fellas again, um, previewing Clash of Champions, and it, it's got the potential to be interesting. That's for sure. Interesting. It's a that's a it's strong promotion for a pay per view. It's gonna be interesting. Right. It's about how I felt. <laughs> that fills that just that sums up anything that's happened in twenty twenty for wrestling, I think. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It's, it's been interesting. It could be right. interesting. <laughs> it might not be god awful. Yeah. It might be interesting. It may not be so bad. Yeah. Oh boy. Way to set the bar. We're just setting the bar low. <laughs> That's uh, the way you do it, folks. You, you set we it we are the it, bar. It's yeah, not a high bar. It's a low bar. That's so I was right. looking We're for my soundbite. I wish I still had that soundbite. That would have been perfect time. We don't set the. We are the bar. And, yeah. and uh, before we wrap everything out, they are in fact putting both intercontinental titles up Woo! on the ladder. Yay. Just, just, just for the break news, there. I just uh, looked over on a stream to see uh, what they're doing for. SmackDown, they did put both titles up. So hey, we might we might get some uh, some hey yo over here. Hey yo, this hey yo is gonna stick. <laughs> well, you know that may change my uh, my thoughts on that match because there's something that they've probably never done before, and you know we just saw it on NXT with the uh, Iron Man match with the tie. What are the odds that two people come down with a belt and oh, we God. end up having a one-on-one match at hell in the cell for the true champion at least 75 percent of yeah. chance of that happening <laughs> they'll both grab a belt fall and i got mine i got mine yeah. fuck god yeah. man out here probably yeah. hardy most likely i don't know well, eh, we'll see we'll see so enjoy clash of champions this weekend everybody and I will try to do my best PC Tunny impression when I say you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D W.